thank you for letting us be here today, able to do this prayer and help everybody that's been affected by this, dear God. Please help this community and our whole nation because we know we are all hurting right now. Amen. What you just heard were middle school students praying from Coral Springs Middle School, which is a feeder of Stoneman Douglas, where, as you may be aware, on February 14th, 2018, 17 adults and students were gunned down and died. And as the reports are currently, as we record this, at least 20 injured from this another school shooting. Today, we're going to spend our time hearing about what that was like and what we can do for students. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, cultivating students through biblical discipleship and spiritual disciplines using theology, community, and technology. Learn more at neverthesame.org. Well, today is a, a, a lot different than our normal format for a podcast. Jason and I are... Uh, doing this and turning this around very quickly because of uh, a current event at uh, a school, a a shooting at a school in Florida that I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably heard about. And a good friend of ours is a teacher there at a feeder school at a high school, Josh Liggins. He's a great friend. And uh, so, Jason, our hearts have been happy the last uh, about 24 hours since this happened, and we decided to do this. And uh, yeah, it's just hard to know what to say when something like this happens. Yeah, I find myself being very silent in in the moment because as I listen to Josh's words that you will hear in a few minutes, tears are just welling up because he's giving almost firsthand account and he has a very close relationship with, with those students, uh, not only in the middle school, but also in the high school. Like you said, it's a feeder school into. So he has a lot of um, former students. And so as he's giving the account of his day, um, I can't even imagine as a parent um, when that code red comes through um, to just what's happening and is my child or children safe. Yeah, this episode will be... We wanted to get it out as quick as we could in the wake of this event as um, this happened. And so uh, it's it might not sound quite as, as polished and smooth as maybe we normally do, but uh, again, we thought it was important. We hope that you're encouraged, inspired, and motivated in your work with students to help them as you listen to this interview. Hello, Josh. Hey, what's up? Hey, Josh. Hey, Jeff. How you doing, brother? Hey, all things considered, good, man. I'm. We're just kind of like beside ourselves here. It's weird. Tell me about um, that video. The the one you sent me. Video. Oh, the, oh, the the prayer one. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was. It was pretty. Um, I mean, it's hard to call anything awesome or cool with these circumstances, but it was definitely a bright spot. Um, I was talking to the student earlier just about my grief in the whole process. Um, and just a group of them asked, you know, if 
they could do a prayer circle. And I was like, yeah, you, I mean, you guys are, we're free to do whatever, whatever we want here. And I was like, I, you know, I was like, legally, I can't lead it for you. But if that's how God's moving your hearts, you know, for sure, I, I'd love for you guys to, to do that. And so, um, they went, they went ahead to do it. They asked if anybody would be offended to, you know, whatever. And that's like some, none of the students had any objections to it. And they got in a circle. I mean, there weren't many students here today. They got in a circle and decided it was a good time to pray, man. And, um, yeah, it was, it was by far the coolest thing that ever happened in my classroom. Wow. So we're talking with Josh Liggins. He is a dear friend of ours, former youth pastor and middle school teacher at Coral Springs Middle School, which is a feeder school into Stoneman Douglas where the shootings happened just yesterday. We are recording this. Typically, there's a lot more lead time for our episodes and releases, but we, um, because of the urgency, because of what's happened in this school shooting, we wanted to talk to Josh, who we had scheduled ironically, just uh, here recently to be talking to. So we're going to get this out because we want people to be praying for the school, we want people to be praying for the faculty there, and it's a wake-up call to pray for schools across America, which is one of the things we do here. It's part of our organization. So Josh, thanks for taking your time. You're in your classroom right now, and they had school today. This is the day after the shooting. Tell us a little bit about um, the atmosphere of the school today. Oh, it's pretty somber, man. I mean, as you could imagine, um, like, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of the students that go to Douglas came from our middle school. And so uh, we have parents that, um, you know, have a child that's in our middle school that also has a kid at that school that, you know, we're close with. A lot of our staff members have high school students at, at Douglas. So um, it's a very, very uh, somber um, somber day here, one of the darkest days we've had. Uh, there's a lot of unifying and rallying around each other's tears and, you know, making sure everybody knew that, that we love them. Um, and I guess just a lot of questions on, on why and how can we keep something like this from ever happening again. And talk about your personal connection here. You You know some of the students that were involved in this as their former teacher, as I understand. Yeah. One in particular, I mean, they haven't released all the names uh, of the deceased yet, but one in particular, her name was uh, Jamie Guttenberg. And my first year here at uh, Cold Springs Middle School, she was uh, in my advanced class and uh, one of my favorite students. I mean, just a a beautiful young lady, uh, great personality, great humor, was very outgoing. And uh, honestly, you know, you're, you're not supposed to technically have favorites or whatever, but she was one of my favorites and, and got away with everything in my class, you know. <laughs> uh, so a great kid, great family. Our mom, Jennifer, her brother, Jesse, uh, her dad, they're, the Denbergs are, are great people. And it's just... It's wild to see, man, that that a young girl like that, ninth grade, um, doesn't have an enemy in the world, does anything for everybody, and 
for somebody like that to be to be gunned down and just a senseless act of of cowardness and violence is you know there's really there really aren't words for it man walk us through Josh your knowledge of the situation where you were where you're at school what did you hear what was going on in the environment of the middle school that was that you that is literally a mile south of where the shootings happened yeah uh so we were in our fifth period class and we were uh, caught into a code yellow which meant that we have um limited movement you know we can continue to teach our classes but students aren't allowed to go to the to the restroom or anything and then we went right into a cold red which let us know that something was very serious but we didn't know exactly what so cold red means that you know we put blinders over our doors you know um and the students are in the classroom hiding like we were legitimately hiding laying by the walls for two and some odd hours not knowing early on what was happening and um you know, with the technological advances and everything that we have, uh, eventually text messages start coming in to me and to students and prayer requests. And we found out there's an active shooter at Douglas and that they were at bay and um, they're actually caught headed toward our school. So we don't know if we were a next target or if he was just going in that direction, but he was coming right by us. Uh, at Douglas, students, former students of mine were, were messaging me, you know, immediately I'm concerned that they're okay. And, you know, I coach the basketball team here at the middle school and a lot of those kids play on the team up there. So I'm texting them to see if they are right. You know, I'm, I'm literally texting students to uh, get confirmation that they're not dead, which is, I mean, talk about being anxious at the other end of a, on the other end of a phone. So, uh, yeah, it was toward their dismissal at Douglas, and uh, a former student uh, pulled a fire alarm. And what's crazy enough, they actually had a fire drill earlier in that day, and so the people were kind of confused about what was going on. And, but the, the thing about pulling a fire alarm, it gets everybody out of the classroom. Then um, he started spraying shots, and he uh, had the, the frantic response, and people are trying to, run back into their room. They're yelling cold red over the intercom. I mean, these are the reports that we've been given from the staff members and students there. And um, one of the teachers had actually, you know, during a cold red, you're not supposed to open up your door for anybody or anyone. And uh, he opened up his door because he had known some students were out there and were trying to shovel them into the room and try to relock it when he was shot in the back and ended up losing his life. And so you have students that literally sat there and watched um, watched their teachers and watched <clears throat> other uh, other classmates die. I mean, you have students that were walking over dead bodies, um, barricading themselves in for hours. Uh, to eventually the police could come in and break down doors. You had, I had students telling me that they were jumping fences and just on dead sprints ran over to a Walmart uh, to find a police officer over there. 
uh, one of my good friends down here said uh, his daughter was 10 feet away from the gunman in another classroom, and she got away and was screaming on the phone for her dad to come pick her up and just, I mean, it, it was, I mean, it was, it was absolutely as close to being hell on earth um, as any day could be for the Stoneman Douglas community. Just kind of sitting here listening to this, really stunned by hearing, you know, your account of, of what you know and the people that are involved and, um, you know, our desire uh, for a lot of us that, that, you know, want to minister to students is to know that they're safe. And it's it simply just seems unbelievable to think that um, today is another day when students have to question their concern for safety in a public place like a school where, you know, obviously should be focused on the educational environment. And um, we're grateful, Josh, for you personally and people like you that we know all over the country and many are listening to this right now that uh, they're there serving in schools and they're helping those students, you know, through learning and just in life in general. And we're grateful for what you do. And um, our hope is that as people hear this, they can understand um, really the need for uh, faith to be integrated in students' lives on their school campus. I mean, we don't know what can stop things like this, but uh, our hope is that as you know, as as believers, as people that are supporting students, that their um, faith and engagement will really um, shine through in dark moments like this. And you sent me a video earlier of your yeah. students praying, and that hearing that was such a uh, amazing thing to hear, knowing that that was one of their responses. And um, yeah. So Josh, as a as a Christ follower and as a teacher, you've been in a lot of different worlds. You've been in the You've been in the church world. You've been in student ministries in that in that realm. You've now you're a teacher. Tell us a little bit about the role of faith in your life and just the influence that that you try to have that you have on students as a public school teacher. Yeah, man. I I think uh, I mean just for my life, faith is always number one. You know, my relationship with Christ is is the core of who I am, you know, everything stems from that. So whether it's youth ministry teaching or, I mean, it can be picking up garbage, you know, you, you want to do that in a way that, that honors the Lord of your life. Um, how it's, how it's, you know, um, been evident at this time or been trying to use it at this time is just to, to share hope, you know, with students. It's like, you know, as a Christ follower, we, we mourn, but we don't mourn without hope and um, uh, knowing that the Guttenbergs or believing that the Guttenbergs were following Christ, there's hope that, you know, we'll see them again, you know, and um, to the rest of my staff and the students, you know, it's just the urgency to say, you know, to give your life to Christ, man, we don't, you know, tomorrow's not promised. And, you know, today's the day, you know, to, to give your life to him to secure an eternity with him. And so 
that's what you try to that's what you try to share, man. And you know, everybody has different faiths, and sometimes the theological conversations aren't uh, aren't exactly the way that they're interested in and knowing more about the Lord. But you try to you try to show that show the um, I guess show the fruits of Scripture, what Scripture uh, instructs us to do, and just how you live, you know, and being there to give a hug, being there to support to wipe a tear from their eyes, you know, scripture says to mourn with those who mourn. And I think for them, it, it means a lot to see that, you know, we care, we love them and, and we support them. So I think one of, one of the, uh, interesting things that's popping up that I was sharing with my, my friends and coworkers here is that, you know, as a Christ follower, we also are, are to love our enemies and pray for our, our enemies. And it's like, man, I, you know, there's, that that enemy right now, as far as Stoneman Douglas goes, has a name, you know, and and is sitting in a jail cell right now. And um, as a Christ follower, you know, the objective it's easy to hate that guy, you know, when you when you see somebody that's stolen precious life from children, it's very easy to hate that guy. And you know, a lot of us, you know, a lot of our fleshly side says, yeah, you know, let's. <laughs> give me five minutes in a room with this guy, but I think Christ calls us to even that person to love them and to pray for them, you know, Matthew five. And, and so that's what, that's what I've been trying to do and trying to encourage my fellow uh, coworkers and, and people to do. And so, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if I have a direct answer on how to show the, show the love of Christ in a situation like this, but we're definitely trying Josh, have you been able to reach out to the Gutenberg family? Yeah, I gave them a call yesterday. Uh, they didn't answer, which you know as is as expected. Um, but I reached out to them yesterday and just left them a voicemail, weeping, you know, and just told them we love them, we're here for them, and you know, can't imagine being in their situation. But anything we can do to honor their daughter's name, you know, we'll do it. You know, while you have this audience, Josh, um, it's it's interesting that our plan on this podcast a few episodes from now is going to be what goes on behind closed doors of school, and uh, you are going to be one of our guests and talk to us about yeah. you know what really is happening there. But um, speak to speak to adults and youth workers, parents that are listening to this about um, you know about. Um, what it's like, and obviously prayer is one major part of what we can do, but give us a little insight into um, what would be helpful for adults, youth workers listening to this as we try to help students. What what would you say to them about um, what could be helpful for them to know about what's happening on school campuses? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, although... Although school boards and schools themselves seem to be um, very disenfranchised with faith, right? You get a lot of these national stories and backlash and whatnot. The students themselves seem to be very open and interested um, in trying to live out what they know. And I think more than anything, they need uh, discipling. Like they need people that, you know, aren't just 
aren't just going to give them instruction and say, hey, this is what you should do. They get a lot of that. You know, they get that in the classroom. You know, they need, I think what they need modeled for them is how to walk out your faith. You know, people that will um, spend time with them, connect with them more than anything. You know, these kids want to know that, that you care and that you love them. And even for my class, I mean, the the objective, the I guess immediate objective objective in my class is that they would learn sixth grade standards of math, right? My overall object, objective is that they would come to know Christ, but, you know, the, the day-to-day is sixth grade math, you know, and, and learning these standards. And it's amazing, you know, how students, if there's any interruption where they don't feel like you care about them or you love them or you're not interested in them, how disconnected they are with what you're trying to teach in the classroom, you know. Um, but the moment you, you know, buy that kid a donut or ask them how their day is going and, you know, talk to them on on a more personal level, they're open to everything else that you have to say. And so for youth workers and that, I'd say don't be discouraged. You know, policy and bureaucracy, students' hearts are, are fertile and open and interested in knowing uh, more about the Lord. So um, let that be an encouragement. And just, you know, as as the scripture says, you know, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And so just pray that there's more people that are trying to pour into students' lives for the Lord. Yeah, that's such a great word, Josh. We are, uh, I've always admired your perspective on life. And in a situation like this, that like you said, is just about as bad as you can possibly imagine. It is so encouraging to hear of your faith and peace that you have in this uh, incredibly disastrous uh, moment. And um, ladies and gentlemen, as you listen to this, this is a wake-up call to pray for schools. It's one of the things that we are so passionate about. And Claim Your Campus, uh, if you listen to this regularly, you know that... um, our ultimate vision is to unite one million students in prayer across America at middle schools and high schools. And um, so I want to encourage you as adults that uh, a real foundational piece and step towards that vision as you listen to this is to pray for a school in your community. Schools are are places of influence in our society. They affect local economies in many, many ways, and they are um, uh, a very critical mission field. And as Josh said, the harvest is plentiful and uh, the workers are few. And I've been dreaming lately of a day when Jesus maybe could reevaluate that and say, the harvest is plentiful and so are the workers. And, uh, and so, so are the workers. That's right. Man, what, man, wouldn't that be a day? I, I, I'm telling you, Jeff, um, I, just echoing again, you know, what was, what was said before. Definitely praying, you know, um, and not just saying it, being earnest about prayer for our students, but also that discipleship portion, getting involved, man. If, if you can coach, if you can, the more godly people these students have around them, you know, and, and that's scarce. Uh, but the more godly people that they can have around them, man, there's an impact there. You know, even even this kid, you know, that that 
went into this horrible atrocity, the more you read about it, he's discipled in there. He's around different groups of people that agree with violent type of lifestyles, you know, and, and whether it's through YouTube videos or video games and that, like somebody or something is speaking and contributing into his life. And then you see students make these sort of decisions. And I, I personally believe the climate would be much, much different if it were more godly people that were taking their time and like what you guys are doing and the work that you guys are doing. It's, you know, it, there's, there, you can't put a value on it. You know, the, the prayer portion, but also the discipleship and spending time with students, man. They want to know that people care about them. They want to know that people love them. And once you have them there, man, you can, you will not only stop tragedies like this, but you'll change that kid's life for the better. And so if there's, if there's anything that I can encourage from, from godly people, you know, they hear enough of the, the Cardi B's and the, you know, all these other secu- secular and sexual and, and, you know, the violent video games, they, they see enough of that, but there's a, there's a scarcity of godly people that are involved with these students' lives. And so that would be, that would be my, my biggest encouragement. You mentioned earlier that you were answering a bunch of questions from the students because they were asking why. And in those times, even as youth leaders listen to those questions from the students too, because they are asking, why is this happening? Why does this keep happening? Uh, Why um, we obviously don't have um, distinct, direct answers to those questions, but to be able to sit there and show that you care, that you are willing to listen, that you are um, engaged enough to know what's going on in their hearts, because many times those questions have uh, roots to deeper issues in their own personal yeah. life. And um, those questions can reveal a lot. And and so if we're willing to take that time to listen, to understand uh, their outlook on the world, um, it allows us to be able to lead them better. And so thank you yeah. even for a time. I'm sure your, your plan for today, you probably were uh, clueless of what to do. Do you teach? Do you, and just to take the time and say, I want to field these questions that you may be having and wrestling with because the world is not looking as ideal as uh, some make it out to be when things like yeah. this happen. Yeah, well, we definitely... Uh... We definitely took the bypass on on teaching approach today and just spent our time with the kids. I I mean even if even if we wanted to teach men I couldn't. I just sat there and wept as I, as I'm sure a bunch of other teachers did. My first my first three periods were just a lot of tears, man, and, and just letting students know that you love them and it's, it's cool to see. Again, man, these these students are these students are, are more able and more ready than a lot of the adults give them uh, uh, give them credit for. Um, the goal was for me to be here today to console and comfort the students, and here I find myself crying, and they're hugging me and comforting me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And uh, and then by third period, they're having prayer circles and 
you know, stepping out in their faith, man. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a rough day. It's a rough day, but, you know, as you mentioned before, man, faith and just the peace of the peace uh, that Christ gives us, man, knowing that none of this is beyond him, um, that it breaks his heart more than it breaks ours, but that vengeance is his and that he has an eternity waiting for us, man. And, um, you know, to, to be able to try to lead kids in that direction and understand, you know, those values today, you know, uh, is, is pretty much all we, all we have, you know, when you're dealing with a tragedy like this. Yeah, it is. Josh, thank you for your time today and, and, um, in the middle of everything that's happening. And, um, uh, in our podcast, we'll be announcing very soon something that uh, will actually give people a chance to take some action. We mentioned a few moments ago about, and your encouragement for adults to get involved, coaching, extracurricular, volunteering, and um, we're moving towards something very exciting. We're going to be calling adults across the nation to to directly get connected to a local school in their area that they can pray for and support. So we'll be talking about that soon. And uh, we're excited about that. And uh, so Josh, thank you again. We, um, and personally, as I texted you earlier, I've uh, spent a lot of time this morning praying for you and your family and your wife and uh, for your protection and know that God's going to continue to keep using you there on that school campus. So thanks for your heart. Thanks for your time today. Hey, I appreciate you, brothers, and I love you guys. Yeah, we love you too, Love man. you too, Josh. Thanks for your investment. Yeah, appreciate no it. No problem. Talk to you later. All right. I'll All right. see you guys soon. Okay. Bye. The Thought Factory podcast is brought to you by Never the Same, whose vision is to see new generations transformed in Christ to further the kingdom of God. Learn more at neverthesame.org.